Someone say courage is calling you. So the title today is Moving Forward. Everyone say Moving Forward in 2023. Amen. I'm going to read from Isaiah 55, the 55th chapter of Isaiah and verse 8. For my thoughts, says the Lord, are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, it's coming down today, and the snow from heaven does not return there, but waters the earth and makes things live and grow, so does my word go forth from my mouth, says the Lord. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper. Someone say prosper. In the thing for which I sent it. I want you to say God has sent his word to prosper me. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we welcome your Holy Spirit here. We thank you for the freedom in this room, Lord. Bring forth your word in the way that you want, Holy Spirit. Let it come forth in the way, Lord, in the way you have planned. And let my brothers and sisters hear it and be changed, Lord. Let your will be done and your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, moving forward in 2023. Last night, Christine got back from a trip, and we are talking about moving forward. And she said, I can't believe it. It's the you know, almost second week in January. I said, yeah, we got to move forward, you know, and you would think that's a given, but it's not a given. The calendar can change, but we can inside not keep moving forward. Look at your neighbor and say, move forward. There was um, a man named Samuel Skull, and he had a huge uh, a garden, um, not garden, he had a huge ranch in Arizona. He had all kind of livestock, and his living was made by everything on that. One night, a fierce desert storm struck Arizona desert and the high wind came at daybreak Samuel's feeling sick fearing the worst his livelihood was wrapped up in this land he goes out and the hell has beaten down everything that belongs to him the hen house was torn down dead chickens were laying everywhere the roof of his own house had been blown off and he looked at everything destruction and devastation and dazed and wondering about the future. Have you ever had a morning like that? Have you ever had a night like that? Have you ever seen events in the world and you think, what in the world is going on? And all of a sudden he heard a stumbling in the lumber pile, the lumber pile where the hen house used to be. And he saw boards moving. He saw things happening. And all of a sudden he saw the talons or the claws he said, it can't be true. It can't be real. Then he saw another one. Then he saw another one. And all of a sudden, he saw the top thing on his main rooster. He had survived, and he kept climbing to the top of the rubbish. And when he got there, he was shaking wet, and he was drenched to the bone. Looked like he had been through a storm. Amen. Aren't you glad you don't look like what you've been through? Come on. But this rooster did. He got to the very top of the pile of rubbish. He leaned back his little head, and he began to cock-a-doo-doo-doo, You see, because God had put inside that rooster the DNA that says when the sun comes up in the morning, you are to announce a new day awaits. Let me tell you something. In 2023, the voice of the Lord and not a rooster says to us, 
Wake up because a new day is here. Can you give God a king praise this morning? Hallelujah. A new day awaits in 2023. King Jesus holds the keys to everything that we need. The name of Jesus, as we've sung this morning, is still the powerful password into the storehouse of God's goodness. Someone say God's goodness. He opens doors. He shuts doors. His favor is forever. Let's believe God for uncommon favor in 2023. Remarkable salvations, glory, healing, and strength, and the return of many prodigals. If you believe it, give King Jesus a shout of praise in this house. Because only he can heal a growing addiction rate. Only he can, can comfort the mother of a grieving lost child. Only he can bring nations together that are divided by politics. Only he can heal a teenager who has been bullied. Only he can heal a broken heart. Only he can bring hope to someone that's been betrayed by a close friend. Only he can bring healing to a man who's just lost his wife. Only he can bring back a dream that's been lost. Only he can minister to an abandoned child. And only he can touch the hearts of those who feel forgotten or invisible. King Jesus is his name, and he holds the keys, and he deserves our highest praise this morning. Can you praise him? Come on. It's January. And you see, everybody or a lot of people go back to the gym. The Greenway is different. They all land out there about May. And you know, my, my one-point religious self wants to say, where were all y'all during the snow? I was out here all every day, all day. You're just going to come out when it's 70, you bunch of punks. I mean, in my flesh, I want to say it, but I don't. You know, in my flesh, I want to say that. A friend of mine owns a gym, and she said, oh, the January crew's coming in. They'll be gone by March. Can I get an Amen. But the good thing is we accept change anytime you want to have change in your life. This week, the NFL has been in the uh, spotlight with the injury and then the prayers of broadcaster ESPN. If you didn't see it, it's amazing how many people went praying. And last night, the night before, they were praying on the field and some religious people, oh, God help them, on social media. Well, I wish you'd pray all year long. I wish you just wouldn't pray when a crisis comes. I want to tell you something. I'm happy when people come back to God in the middle of a crisis, in the middle of a good day. Pammy, there was a time I didn't go to the dentist when I was much younger. I ran out of money, and I didn't go, and I was embarrassed when I went back to the dentist. Not that anything horrible, I was just embarrassed. And that dental hygienist said something to me that was so beautiful. She said, we don't care how long you've been gone. We're just glad you came today. And to people that maybe don't serve Jesus anytime but a crisis, we say today, we don't care. You just come on back anytime you want to. Because I don't know about you, but I tend to pray more when a crisis comes. Can I get an amen? So in 2023, let us decide to be an example 
to our friends, our colleagues, our community. As First Peter says, you were once not a people of mercy, but now you are changed to show the goodness of God. Moving forward in 2023, we are to show the goodness of God. A little boy went to ask a wise elder one day, what career would be so good for me? What would be wide open for me? And the elder said, I'm going to tell you, young man, just be a good human being because there's little competition and it's a wide opportunity. The opportunity is wide open this year for you to show the goodness of God where you work, where you live for the name of King Jesus. Someone say amen. So it says in Isaiah 22 and 2, 22 and 22, the keys of the house of David will lay on his shoulder, speaking of Christ, what he opens, no one will shut. I will fasten him as a peg in a secure place, and he will become a glorious throne. Someone say glorious throne to his father's house. And on him shall I hang all the people of the earth. What in the world? First of all, he says, I will put the keys on his shoulder. You see, in that time, when you were someone of great importance, they would take the keys and pin them to your shoulder. So when you walked around in the community, everybody go, oh, there goes Rhonda with her big keys. She must own a palace. And what God was saying about Jesus is the keys of hell and death, the keys that can open any door Jesus wants to open, the keys that can shut any door belongs to Jesus. Can you say amen? But it's a rich metaphor because it says and on he will be like a peg in the house why does this matter a little history the houses in that day were built out of stone say stone and they didn't have cupboards Christine they didn't have cabinets they didn't have divided rooms so what they did is when they were building the walls they put a, a peg in it and then that's how people hung their utensils their clothes so in January you wouldn't go home and clean out your closets you look at someone and say I'm going to go home and organize my tent pegs come on somebody because everything had to hang on this what the metaphor was that God was using is on King Jesus in 2023 we can move forward because all of creation everyone it goes on to say everyone low and mighty that means from the poorest to the richest it means on his throne we are going to be safe his name is King Jesus and he is a nail hung in a short place what can I count on Pastor Pastor Rhonda, count on Jesus. He is a nail hung in a sure place. What can I believe in? Believe in Jesus. He is a nail hung in a sure place. I'm not going to hang my hat on your promise. I'm not going to hang my hat on your, you're wonderful today, because tomorrow you may think I'm detestable. Same thing for you, but what you can hang your future on, your life is not a wish, it's not a dream. His name is above every name and his name is King Jesus give him praise this morning look at your neighbor and say go home and organize your tent peg come on go home and organize your tent peg but it says the keys of the government are upon his shoulder as we move into our story of impact today they're upon his shoulder I love that that uh, Hebrews 2 and 17 calls him the merciful and mighty high priest 
I love that he's merciful as he is mighty. I love that on his shoulders is the government of the world, but also upon his shoulders is the burden you're carrying right now. Upon his shoulder also is the prodigal that can't get home, that he is faithful and that he is mighty. Someone say, he is mighty. He is mighty to save. So this is what I want to say. In 2023, believe, say it with me, believe what Christ says about me. Believe what Christ says about others. And believe what Christ says in his word about your situation. Someone say believe. The Roman poet Virgil said they can be calm if they think they can. You see, Jesus was a possibility thinker. He wants you to see opportunities instead of obstacles. Have you ever called Pastor Hank and said, I got a problem? He goes, no, 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 no. You got a challenge. Come on. He would always say that back to you because he didn't want you to call it a problem. He wants you to see solutions, King Jesus. He wants you to see victory. In 1800, a pastor named Bishop Wright, everyone say Bishop Wright, he preached a big sermon. Then he wrote it in an article, and this is what he said. Because there were days that people thought that maybe the possible of aviation, of flying, was possible. But in one of his sermons, this gets better, he published it, flying is both impossible and it's contrary to God's own will. Come on, somebody. How many have broke that and you've flown in a plane, you've seen a plane, but years later... His own two sons, Wilbur and Orville, proved him wrong and created aviation. You see, he bought them a little toy helicopter. Listen, it was brought to him, to those little boys. It had paper, bamboo, and a cork and a rubber band as the rotary. And they played with it and played with it and played with it until their imagination started going, their imagination. Who did you believe you were until the world told you you could not be? When you were a child, what dreams were in you? What did you believe until the world came, disappointments came, voices came? But these two little boys played with that, and their imagination came alive, and they built their own toy helicopter. And then in 1903, they flew their first plane because they believed that once something was thought impossible is now possible. I want you to say the impossible can be possible. Listen, almost everything we enjoy today was once thought impossible. Airplanes, global communication. On my phone, I have an article from 1964. I was three years old, and it was a woman holding a little phone, and it said, someday they're gonna, you're going to hold phones in your pocket. And everybody said, when hell freezes over and bats fly. Come on, somebody. It's like when the Internet came up. Somebody said, oh, that'll never catch on. Anybody else ever say that? That'll never happen because we couldn't see what was possible in the midst of impossible. Some saw it as impossible, but other ones said, I think it's possible. This morning, I believe King Jesus in 2023 wants to awaken the imagination of 61-year-olds, 80-year-olds, 10-year-olds, and 15-year-olds to believe things are possible when I work with God. I'm going to move forward in 2023. Give him a shout of praise in this house. I love what Rick Warren said when the great late Larry King asked him on his show late one night. Rick Warren wrote uh, Purpose Driven Life, and it's bestseller after the Bible. 
and he said, what did you write that changed everything? He said, Larry, I didn't write anything different than anybody else did. I just wrote it in the vocabulary that this generation could understand. I believe God is looking for us to speak in a vocabulary to this generation in a way that they can understand. The gospel stays the same, but sometimes God gives creative ideas. Someone say amen. Everything we've ever enjoyed was once thought impossible, but the world, our past, our disappointments, crashed our expectation. Jesus was the greatest impossibility thinker. Explains why he was always trying to raise, everyone say raise, your level of expectation. That's what he's doing this morning through this word and for me as well. One day Jesus was in a crowd teaching. He had just come down from the Mount of Transfiguration and Moses and Elijah had appeared and it had been awesome and Peter, James and John loved it so much they said, let's build a tabernacle. You ever just want to stay in church? Not most of you, but you ever just want to stay with your church favor? Let's just sing Jesus all week. Let's just march together. Jesus, Jesus, I speak Jesus. But then the Lord says, Whoop, and he blows his whistle. His name is Lord Belhaman, which means he's the Lord of the multitude. And what he says is, I give these experiences so you will go back into Chick-fil-A, Tina, and take the word of the Lord. I give you these experiences so you'll go back into your community. But sometimes we want to build a tabernacle in the moment that God shows up. But God said, I want you to come down from the mountain and bring the word that Jesus Jesus saves, Jesus is alive, and Jesus heals. Give him a praise this morning if you can. And he came down, there was a man in the crowd. I'll settle down for a moment. And the man came to him, and his son had violent, violent seizures. I want to say today and give testimony that one of our families has been down at T.C. Thompson all week. I've talked to them every day, the Bacon family. They have tapped that child for everything, even a, bone, a marrow in the back of his spine. They have checked him for every horrible disease. But I'm going to tell you, I just felt like Friday, and some of you felt like somebody needs to get down there from the church. And uh, Michael and Courtney and Skylar went down, and Michael prayed a prayer. And he said, Lord, let this leave, and in 12 hours, let little Carter be released, because he was in so much pain, they couldn't do an x-ray. Well, Britt called me. If you don't know, Britt called me yesterday morning, said, Pastor, 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 we're going home. We're going home. They've released us. Give Jesus praise for that. And he said, if we can, we'll be there in the morning. But if not, we'll be there next Sunday. I love that Jesus still heals because people care to go pray and believe. Can you say amen? And this little boy had violent convulsions, and he came to Jesus, and he was very sick. And he came to Jesus with a desperate father, a medical condition that couldn't be explained. It's hard when it's anyone, but it can't be explained. Can't figure this out. Every parent that has a child has struggled. We can't understand. We can understand the desperation of this man. In Mark 9, 22, he says to Jesus, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. First of all, I note that he didn't say take pity on my son because when one's down, we all hurt. Can I get an amen? When one is hurting, when a child is hurting, when it's someone in your family, if you go visit my daddy at Garden Plaza today, he'll always have on his mouth the name of the person in our large family that needs help. Right now it's Allie. He'll be praying for Allie and this reoccurrence of cancer and that Jesus would completely heal her and bring her through and 
bring her into freedom. Can I get an amen? Because he says, I feel the pain. If you can do anything, take pity on us. And Jesus echoed back to him and said, if you can, if you can. Everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, and I love his honesty, honesty, I do believe, help my unbelief. Come on, somebody. What he's saying is, I've got just enough faith. Let me tell you, no matter how much faith you have this morning, start with what you have. Start with what you have. You may have so many doubts and uncertainties. This culture is screaming at us. This culture is screaming at who we should be. But you take the faith you can have. If you've ever seen a mustard seed, you wouldn't even be able to see it in my hand. But because your doubt will never improve your life one bit, but your faith, as small as it is, will take you into the impossibility. I love that. Lord, I do believe. Everyone say, Lord, I do believe. See, Jesus awakened, as he's doing this morning, just a window, just a moment in this crisis. What he's saying is, build up your faith. No wonder the enemy attacks our faith and sows seeds of doubt. You never bankrupt until you have no faith. Because if you lose your faith in God and who he is, that he's alive, you will become anything and opposite than what you're supposed to be. If you overcome anything, as long as you have faith, look at your neighbor and say, don't lose your faith. And Jesus stimulates this faith, this power of belief. Someone asked another Rick Warren story. How can people get beyond their doubts and their skepticism? He said, believe your beliefs and doubt your doubts. Don't doubt your beliefs and believe your doubts. That's what we do, don't we? We speak about our doubts. We speak about our uncertainty instead of speaking. What we should do is always confess what I believe. What do you believe? Take it and live on that. Just a mustard seed will keep you going. Sometimes as a pastor and on Wednesday night, we're doing some work in spiritual gifts. So we're talking about this Wednesday night. People are saying, Pastor, I want to read the Bible, but I don't understand Leviticus. Well, get in line behind the rest of us. I didn't understand Leviticus till I was about 45 years old. Pastor Rhonda, I want to believe the Bible, but why couldn't they wear wool and linen together in the Old Testament? Did you know that's in there? Jesus came to fulfill the law. He is the law. Thank God, because if it wasn't when my husband died, I have to marry my brother-in-law. Come on, give King Jesus praise for that breakthrough. Though I dearly love him. I dearly love him, in case he listens to this podcast. Jesus fulfilled the law. Don't let the things you don't understand about God. If you understand God so loved the world, there you go. If you're going to read the Bible, pastor always put his last 15 years, his revival that took the ground of the kingdom of darkness was men one by one. And he'd always start in the book of John. You see, it doesn't matter what you don't understand. I've said it before. You don't understand how a brown cow can eat green grass and give you white milk. 
but you're going to go drink some milk today regardless. I ain't take part of this milk until I completely understand the pasteurization and the culturization of it and how they make it into milk. I'm going to fast milk until I completely get a revelation. I'm not going to touch it, and I don't even know how beef comes from a cow. Until I can explain it, don't go asking people. I'm not going to eat that hamburger. No, you're going to go eat a hamburger today. Can I get an amen? You don't say I don't understand electricity. I am not turning on the light in this incredibly dark house that, that has been demolished. I can't see a thing. It's pitch black. There's no lights in the street. Until I understand how the current comes there. No, you turn on the light. And for most 16-year-olds, you did not tell your parents. Until I understand the absolute details of the automobile I am not going to drive it until I know exactly how the oil comes from the engine oh no Bessie Bobby you got yourself down to your DMV you got your license I drove from Upland to Ontario California to church in my daddy's big Cadillac the afternoon I got my license I turned down the windows and let the wind whip through my hair played my 70s music and thought I have arrived I am successful come on now you don't wait till you can understand. Live on what you do believe. Tell your friends that are struggling in their faith, live on what you do. Don't Not stuff you don't know about yet. Well, I don't understand this about the Bible. I don't understand this about faith. But what, you, what do you understand? Do you understand that Jesus was crucified for your sins? Then live on that. Do you understand this about Jesus, that he changes lives? Live on that. Don't let what you don't know about, what you don't understand, keep you from going forward. But say, you know what? I don't understand that. No, I don't. When people, but I'll tell you what he did for me. This is what um, we used to do. And we, we sold Herbalife, Marcus and Joni and Hank and I. It was ridiculous. And we were young. We were all like the size of toothpicks, but thought we needed to lose weight. If you're, long and you th if you're young and you think you're fat, you're lying to yourself. Come on. You just wait till you get older. I'll show you what that's all about. But anyway, we, we sold Herbalife, and, and it was this weight loss thing. Marcus got us all into it, and people would ask us. There was a big guru, and you'd all get in a big room, and the lights would go dim, and he would get you ready to sell Herbalife. You're going to change lives. You're going to walk on coals. I'm like, well, I just want to lose some weight. I really didn't want to walk on coals. Come on, somebody. And he pumps you up. But the big thing he would say when they say, will it do this? Will this happen to me? Will this? It's not a great theory for that. But you say, I don't know, but I lost seven pounds. Well, I don't know, but I lost 10 pounds. I don't know, but I got a lot of energy. This is the way it is with the kingdom in 2023. You don't have to have all the answers. But what you can say, all I can say is you wouldn't want to met me without Jesus. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. I want to tell you that he changed me. I want to tell you that he rearranged my life. No, I can't quote the books of the Bible, but I can tell you that King Jesus has made a difference. Give him a shout of praise this morning. Distance yourself from those are unbelief. And, I, boy, I did such a short message, but I'm still behind time. I mean, I cut out a whole half of a message. But look at your neighbor and say, move forward in 2023. Distance yourself from those in unbelief because faith is powerful. Faith will move mountains. Faith will open doors, and faith will calm fears. Doubt will shut doors. Doubt will increase fear. 
Doubt will have you sunbathing on the shores of fear and dread every day of 17,000 ways that the economy can go wrong tomorrow. Can I get an amen? Turn off the news and turn on God's word. Turn off the voices of the doubters around you and turn on God's word. Turn off the other things and get to God's word. Someone say amen. Psalms 125 says, God will be good. Everyone say good to those whose hearts are in tune with him. And here we go. Just I'm going to peel some potatoes. Hang with me. That's what my daddy says when I get to preaching. Peel the potatoes. So here I go. The way you get in tune is by thinking victorious, overcoming, faith-filled thoughts. Stop saying I'll never get well. Stop saying this depression or anxiety or addiction is going to hinder me all my life. You can't find anywhere in the word where God said I'm defeated. I'm weak. I'm afraid. The enemy named Satan is getting the best of me. No, God said I am all powerful. I spoke the world into existence. I flung the stars into space when Moses asked what is your name he said I am that I am say I am I am everything I am strength I am healing when God wanted to say there is light it came out at 186,000 miles per second if you're gonna get in tune with God you can't think weak defeated I hope I get through this world you need to believe what God says about you abundance victory healing breakthroughs and salvation somebody give him a praise believe what he says about you when the enemy comes whispering in your ear, Lord, you said when the enemy came one way, you would send him out seven different ways. When thoughts tell you you'll never get in well, you say, God, I thank you that you're healing me and the number of my days you will fulfill. When the thought comes, this setback in your finances is going to take you out, you say, you know what? The economy is not my source because God says in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, remember you not the former thing neither consider the things of old because behold I the Lord will do a new thing can you not perceive it I will make a river in a desert I'll create a way through the wilderness I'll make a pathway that no one knew was there he still holds the power of the world in his hands believe in what he says hallelujah someone shout God Say what he says about you, not what you feel, not what the experts say. You know, this is trying to make us so incompetent as a society. We've got to go online and social media. We've got to get someone on TikTok to tell me what I'm supposed to wear today. I have to do my eyeshadow in my eyes and my hair. You know what? You wear what you want to wear. You dress the way you want to dress. Now, if you dress like you're from Jerusalem three years before Christ uh, was killed, that's not going to go over well, okay? Just stay in this century. Look at your neighbor and say, stay in this century. And husbands, just wear whatever your wife tells you to wear. Can I get an amen? We've got all of this. We're bowing at the altar of experts. We're worshiping at the altar of experts. Endless line of experts with no credentials telling us this is what success is. If you're not doing this, you're not successful. Well, dear God, I don't have boots like that. You watch enough influencers, you'll just want to end your life because they make everything look so great. They make everything look so good. And they try to tell you how to wear, how, what to wear, how to look, what you should be. I'm going to tell you we are losing our glory as a society that belongs to Jesus Christ. The Bible says we were made in the image of God Almighty, male and female. Everyone say male 
and female. We were not made in the likeness of TikTok experts. We were not made in the likeness of the Instagram influencer. We were not made in the likeness, men, of the weight-bearing God. Not you, Pastor Tyrone. I'm, I'm, I mean, Pastor Tyrone, yeah, I'm with you. But those others that say, you've got to do this. We were made in the image of God, and we have got to stop bowing at the altar of social media. Let the Word tell you what is successful. Let the Word tell you what works. Let the Word tell you what is to be in your life, and then you live that life. Give King Jesus a hand clap of praise. Come on. God said to Adam when he found him in the garden after the fall, who told you that? Who told you that? My husband said all the time, my goodness, sometimes it wakes up in the middle of the night, wrong voices, wrong choices. He would say to the men coming out of addiction, or, or anyone, you listen to the wrong voice, you're going to make the wrong choice. Whose voice are you listening to in 2023? Believe what God says about you, what he says about your situation. And sometimes it's your own voice. I know one of my elders said to me when I was young in ministry, God can protect you from everybody else, but he says, I'm having a hard time protecting you from yourself. It's your self-negating thoughts, Rhonda. That's what he said. It's your sense of rejection. It's the things you're saying over yourself. God can push back all of these voices, but until you get inside your mind and say, you know what? That's a lie. I belong to the God of the universe. So who told you that you're not qualified? Who told you that you've made too many mistakes? Who told you that you come from the wrong family? Who told you you would never be successful? Those are wrong voices. They're saying you're average. They're saying there's nothing special about you. They're saying, you know, you're defeated. You'll always go through life with just a little bit. But what we say in God, we stand up and say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a child of the Most High God. I have royal blood from Jesus Christ throwing through my veins. I am crowned with favor. I will leave my mark. I will fulfill my my purpose and I refuse to listen to the wrong voices can you say amen when thoughts tell you've been through too much you've lost a loved one nothing good is in your future you are to say you know what Isaiah 61 says because I got a double dose of trouble God says I'm going to give you a double dose of joy two mercies for every woe I'm going to give you the release from shame the release from stigma thank you Lord that my latter days will be better than my former days whether I'm 85 61 or 17 I belong to the Lord God and to the king on the throne who holds all the keys to every door. Somebody give King Jesus praise. Chris, if you'll join me, I'll start trying to work toward this end. Uh, unfortunately, most of us become like Mephibosheth. I'm not going to preach on him. I preached on him at the king's table back in the fall, I guess. But at any rate, who said, I'm a dead dog to King David. And King David said, no, you're not a dead dog. You're from a royal lineage. You've just lived out there in the wrong place. I'm going to tell you something. My two daughters, or any, when I was growing up as a child with my siblings, my mother never put on the big turkey, the dressing, the ham, the potato salad. Come on, somebody. The green beans, the mashed potatoes, the mac and cheese, her biscuits that were from heaven itself. I'm going to eat a mama's biscuit when I get to heaven. And all of her desserts, she would cook all day. We'd smell it through the house, and she'd say, Family, it's time. It's ready. Dinner's ready. Us little three children, as wild and crazy as we could be, a brother and a sister and me, 
three little Indians, I'm telling you. We never grabbed the bottom of the table and said, oh, mother, we're not worthy to be take of thou's turkey. Oh, mother, we've been so mean today. I hit him and she hit me. No, we got ourselves a seat at the table and we ate because we knew it had been prepared for us. In 2023, you have a place at the king's table. Stop saying you're unworthy. Stop saying that your past is in the part that you can't get over. Stop saying I've done all of this. Stop speaking negative. There's a place at the table for you. Someone say hallelujah. Jesus gives him number two, personal responsibility. And I'm, I'm, I'm end after this. Personal responsibility is something our generation doesn't like. Can I get an amen? Give me, give me, give me. How can I win $10 million by tomorrow? You could work the rest of your life and invest it. That might be a clue. Here we go. Um, I, I was thinking about a thing for 2023, and one of my friends and I were talking, and we said, 2023 may depend on me. May depend on me. God's going to be good. God's going to be awesome. Whatever we go through, it, God's going to be who he is. He's going to be faithful. But maybe it depends on how I view things in 2023. Maybe it's going to be on what I speak because there's power of life and death in my tongue. You know how much I love to teach on words. Maybe it's how I respond and don't react to the things around me. Maybe it's what I choose to put my hand to and work and work. Maybe it's being faithful. Sometimes we don't like the doors that King Jesus opens for us. We wish there were other doors. Will you give me about five more minutes? I I'm, I'm, I'm really thought this was like 25 minutes. Um, I'm going to call Jensen and find out again how he preaches 25 minutes. But someone say amen. He told me once, but I may need to listen to that again. But sometimes we don't like the doors he opens for us. We pray for a house, but then we complain about having to clean that house. If I can just get me a house, I'm telling you, then I can't believe I'm having to clean this house. We pray for a car. I just, if I just get myself a car, get myself a car, really nice car. Then you complain about the gas you have to put in your car. Lord, if you would just give me a job. Shall I continue? I can't believe I got to get up and go to work today. I had to do this yesterday. I got to do it tomorrow. They all get on my nerves, every single one of them. I wish I could kill them all and tell God they died and bury their bodies. I pray, oh, if the Lord just gives me a job. Loving Hope House for 12 years now. I get so tickled. Now, Pastor, I want to pray I get a job. Every week, pray that Tiffany gets a job. Pray that Tiffany, next Tuesday, next Tuesday. Then Tiffany gets a job. I made that name. There's been Tiffany's. I just made the name up. Then Tiffany, Pastor, I hate my job. I hate my job. I wish you'd never pray for my job. Do you know they want me to work? Now, that's not against Hope House. That's against all of us. Amen? Amen. I mean, I remember when I got sent to Waitress when I thought I was going to the mission field, and my daddy said, no, you're going to pay off your car. You're going to mission field it right over to Holiday Inn Manchester and wait on tables. And it was so good. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes it was. It was so good at times. Sometimes God just wants to see what you will do with what he gave you. What will you do? That's the personal responsibility. You know, he created all those animals, and I just would love to see this reenacted someday, can you? And then he says to Adam, now name them. 
Can you imagine us together working to try to see what that giraffe is going to be called? I mean, we're so dependent on each other. We'd be like, call someone. Well, there's no one to call. There's only two people living right now. We'll call someone. Ask the giraffe, what do you think you should be called? What do you see yourself? Garika? I'll name you Garika. No, I see myself as a giraffe, you know. <laughs> and it says that God stepped back and watched. It's a fun word this morning, isn't it? It's a pastoral word. I hope you're getting something from it. God stepped back, the Bible says, to see what Adam would name all those animals. The rhinoceros, the hippo. I mean, we can't even go there. We don't have time. We'd be here to 5 o'clock this afternoon. He wanted to see what Adam would do with the vocabulary he gave Adam. What would he do? God has given you gifts and talents. Now he wants to see what you will do with those. What will you do with what God has given you? Everyone say personal responsibility. Believe what God has said about you, what he has said about others in your situation, but then personal responsibility. Maybe the part of my whole life I felt like I was shortchanged. I'm not saying about me. God says, well, here we have now. I didn't have the right parents. I didn't have the right family. God says, here, I got now. I got now. You see, he says, if you can act, if you can choose, if you can decide, if you can work, if you can forgive, if you can grow, if you can imagine, if you can love, if you can pursue, pursue, if you can do all of these things, I can do something powerful. Someone give King Jesus praise, and I'll get to that. Come on, give him a big praise. Moving forward in 2023, King Jesus holds all the keys. He's on the throne. Sometimes I don't like the door he opens. And, and, and when he says, Rhonda, just be faithful. But, Lord, I really want to know, where do you see me in seven months? I see you doing what you're doing right now, sister. I see you being faithful. I see you being faithful and taking one step in front of yourself toward your destiny. One of the greatest revivalists in the world who I love to talk about um, wrote in his diary, John Wesley. Sunday, May 5th, preached in St. Anne's, was asked not to come back. That night, preached at St. John's. Deacon said, get out and stay out. May 12th, preached at St. Jude's. Can't go back there either. May 12th that night, preached at St. George's. They kicked me out again. I went on May 19th to St. Somebody Else's, which I think is hilarious. And a deacon called a special meeting and said, you can't return here. On May 19th, I preached on the streets. They kicked me off the street. On May 26th, I preached in a meadow. I was chased by a bull that some deacons led out to chase me. Come on, somebody. But, someone say but. June 2nd, preached on the edge of town, kicked off the highway. But that night, in a meadow, I preached. And 10,000 people came to hear me. And 10,000 people accepted Jesus Christ. There may, come on, give Jesus praise. Come on, just keep being faithful. What if he had stopped and the diary went way back? Keep being faithful. When will you understand your destiny? When you get there. What he's asking right now is use what you have, Adam. What did he give you, Eve, to use for his glory? I want to end by saying this, and I'm going to pray over you. Faith is the root, but assurance is the result. Everyone say faith, assurance. You see, faith says, I believe. Assurance says, I know. He said, help my unbelief. Faith says, I believe. Assurance says, I know. But assurance will come 
belief will grow into assurance, but you've got to start with the faith you have right now. Faith is a woman with the issue of blood that touched the hem of Jesus' garment and was healed. But assurance is Paul on shipwreck in the middle of the storm saying, the angel of the God that I serve said last night, we will all be spared. And I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able. Someone say amen. Faith is the thief on the cross saying, remember me, Jesus, when you go to paradise. But assurance is Job sitting in the midst of the worst trial of his life and saying, I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand upon this day. Faith is Simon Peter getting out of that boat, trying to walk on the water and sinking until he yells out, Jesus, help me. But assurance is that same Peter standing up on Pentecost and watching thousands of people being saved for the kingdom. Someone give King Jesus a praise. Faith is the, the man in our story who said, Lord, I believe, I do believe you are good, but please help my unbelief. Please start where I'm at. But assur it grew into assurance, and that man watched that little boy be raised up. That father danced at the wedding at, when his son got married and remembered when his little boy was throwing himself into the fire as he danced a Jew, uh, Israeli dance at his son. Faith, assurance is seeing his children's children grow up. Assurance was seeing no longer was his son sick. I believe grows into I know. Someone say I know. And faith is the soul of Tarsus face to face with Jesus. And he said, what would you have me to do? But assurance is in the last moment of the apostle Paul's life in a Roman prison when he said, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. Now there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness that he will give me. Today, take the faith you have and move the mountain in your life. Stop focusing on the unbelief, but take the faith, take the personal responsibility and say, King Jesus, I'm giving you everything in 2023. Give him a praise as you stand and I'll finish. Come on, give him the best praise as you stand. Come on, give him the best praise. The best praise as you stand. Hallelujah. Faith is Jesus, the Son of God, crying out, Father, forgive them from a cross, and into thy hands I commit my spirit. But assurance is God saying to Jesus, sit here at my right hand until I make your foes a footstool. You see, the Philippians writer says that he's been given a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, everyone say Jesus, at the name of Jesus, what we've been seeing in the NFL this week, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, but assurance is Hebrews 4 and 14. Seeing that we have this great high priest who was tempted into every way that we are, who is now entered into the heavenly, who is now at the right hand of the Father. We don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. He understands doubts, but he says, come boldly to the throne of grace. As every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you're here this morning and you've wandered away from the Lord, 
and you just feel distant from him. And today you say, Pastor Rhonda, before you pray for everyone, I don't want you to embarrass me. I don't want you to come to me. But this morning, I just want to make things right. I feel like 2023, I need to make some things right. If that's you, would you just, just lift your hand ever so slightly and let me see it? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God knows you can put your hands down. God knows. Church, if you would just pray with me, I just know the Lord interrupted right then for some wonderful men. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Would everyone in the room repeat this prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I come to you today asking you to be Lord of my life. I confess I'm not where I should be. And I confess Jesus as Savior of my life. Let today be the first day of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Can you give him praise for that before I pray over you? Can you give him praise? The Bible says the angels rejoice. Come on. We thank you, Jesus, for these that have come back to you. We thank you, King Jesus. We thank you. Now, whatever you feel comfortable doing, whether hands lifted, I'm going to pray over you, or hand on your heart. But I want to pray. Not a, not a dismissal. I want to pray over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every man and woman and young person in this room, for every part of our body that's not here and those that will listen to this podcast. Lord Jesus, this is 2023, and you put on my heart that we should move forward by believing what you say about us, the right voice, believing what you say about others in our life and what you say about our situation, and we should take personal responsibility. King Jesus, you do hold all the keys to every door. What you shut is shut, what you open. Lord, I pray today that every one of us moving forward from this day would say, Lord, what is my personal responsibility? What am I to do as a result? Lord, I could go down and get prayed over, but I think I need to know what do I need to do, Lord, as a result of this message. And Lord, for every person in this room and listening to the podcast, Lord, let them take what faith they have and stop building their unbelief. Let them take the faith that they have right where they are, leaving along what they don't understand. Lord, if it's only one thing, someone listening today, that Jesus Christ is good, let them move from that belief and not worry about what they don't understand. There's plenty of time for more revelation. Lord, we pray for this church this week of consecration. We pray as we all say the same thing that you would bless this entire year. We consecrate this year unto you. We consecrate our services unto you. We consecrate our teaching unto you. We consecrate our ministry to the homeless. We consecrate our prayers, our children's ministries, our youth ministries, everything, our men's ministries, our prayer ministries. We ask for your glory to be seen in 2023 bring them in from the north the south the east and the west bring in harvesters lord that can come and help us in the field bless this church as we march forward to our greatest destiny yet in jesus name and the church said amen now just give them a big shout one more Woo!